0: Lock Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Romans 2 and 5. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will render unto
1: every man according to his deeds, to them who by patience continue in well-doing feat, for glory and honor, and immorality, eternal life, but unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath african-american no nope. you believe that's your heritage yeah do you know who you are no nope. king queen yeah nigga with back no
0: nope.
1: do you shine like a star yeah think they gonna tell you no nope. we gonna explore huh? yeah, yeah. So why keep on trying? Everybody got choice. Choose the right path and nothing can stop us. Everybody got choices. Right this life you don't like that nah Everybody got choice. Choose the right path and say you're slow. Yeah. Yeah. Is it cool to be gay? No. Did he make us straight? Yeah. Is the most high plan? No. You gon' learn today? Yeah. Do you understand grace? No. Remember Noah's day? Yeah. Did more than eight people live? Nope. Will it be the same way?
2: Yeah. It's a broad way to heaven? No. It's a broad way to hell? Yeah. You
1: choosing death over life? Everybody got choices. Choose the right path and nothing can suffer. Everybody got choices. Righteous life, they don't like that, nah. Everybody got choices.
0: Choose
1: the right path and say your song
0: Choose
1: the most tired states are to choose Two to choose from You've got to choose one Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Should I live a simple life? Nope Should I repent and be baptized? Yeah. No. Will Amalek ever be nice? Nope Will I see if I crucified? No. Does this world love the most high? Nope Is a wicked God a bird? No. Will he power forever? No. Choose from you got to choose one who you gonna choose the most I see it's not choose Two to choose from you got to choose one who you gonna choose who you
0: gonna choose
1: Got to choose all right all right all right gonna learn today all right all right all right you gonna learn today
2: all right, all right, all right, all right. Salam, 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 and good evening. Um, you reached another episode of Bible Talk. And my apologies that, that we are broadcasting um, on this night, uh, Wednesday night, as opposed to this morning. But, brothers uh, and sisters, getting back from a great summit, getting back from a summit that was held by the Mashraya Yasha'ala uh, down there in Tampa, Florida. Uh, getting back, um, not only did the brother Tajapah come down with an ear infection, but I, I caught the chills. I got a headache. Um, I got uh, I got sick too. A long story short, I got sick too. So that's why we didn't have this, <clears throat> we didn't have the show this morning. But I, I wanted to come back and and definitely get it in for for uh, for today uh, as my way of also saying thanks to the Most High for giving us an opportunity to get down to the summit and meet with all those camps and all those families and all those brothers uh, that were down there. Uh, and hats off to the brothers from uh, the Mashra Yashallah, to Barak, to uh, Mathatawa. Uh, to General Ben Banyamian, to Ash, to uh, Yakanan, um, and to the brothers from uh, No Cap uh, Bam uh, Eliazar, y'all brothers did a great job. And again, my hats off to also to the Mashav Yashaallah for this is the 20th summit that, that they that they put together. It's the 20th summit, and they started 10 years ago, uh, 10 years ago, uh, back in 2014, and have kept it going and been consistent, and is growing. Uh, it is definitely growing, and when I say growing, I mean with all walks of Israelites, from uh, from the Benamins to uh, uh, the, it, those who come under the umbrella of One West, to uh, 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 Sakari showed up. I mean, it, it, it's 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 beautiful, and just seeing brothers coming together, families coming together. Um, seeing, and when I say families, there were so many sisters and wives and children over there at this at this summit. It really was amazing. And at this summit, brothers and sisters, they really are humbly trying to help gather Israel together. right? Um, to where uh, they had several classes outside of the Sabbath. They had several classes. And one of the classes they actually had was a midwife class. And this class was thrown. It, it was put together with sisters from Demona, with sisters from uh, the, the Benamese that are over there in the land of Israel as we speak who have their own hospitals, have their own doctor's clinics, who have their own uh, land and everything. And they literally do midwives. They actually are certified in, in training and in actually how to give birth. So that was one of the classes they had. They had a class on circumcision. And another class they had was about burials. Hebrew is like burials. Um, with all the certifications, with all the paper paperwork that you might need, uh, for to have a Hebrew Israelite burial, it was something else. And some of the things that that Mathatua and some of the other Muslims are bringing out about a burial that you don't have to do. You can request to be uh, uh, wrapped up and taken care of within your own home. I didn't know that. And that um, you don't have to have a casket. That doing it, according to Hebrew Israelite traditions, um, you don't have to have a casket. That you can just be buried in the ground. And if that's what they did with Christ with the, in the sepulcher. With um, Lazarus uh, uh, in, in the grave, it was some of, some of, the, some of the, the insights they were bringing out, and that we can literally have. And there is a Hebrew Israelite burial society um, that is certified, that is, that is recognized. That if if you are Hebrew Israelite and you and you want to from I mean, which is beautiful when you think about it. Not only now do we have midwives, so now your children, our children, can be born in a Hebrew Israelite fashion. You would have to go to the nations or go to our enemies in order for our children to come into life, for our children to come into this world. Um, but even, you know, Hebrew-Israelite marriages, that, that, that there's a Hebrew-Israelite marriages that can and are being performed by Hebrew-Israelites and that are recognized by this world. They're recognized by this society. Um, it's Even, again, now to getting to the point of uh, a burial That you can have a Hebrew Israelite burial. So again, my hats off to the to the to the brothers to the families um, that are just really trying, not in a prideful manner, not trying to say that if you're not with us, you're not in the truth. um, That we're we're above you and 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 we're the only ones that have the truth, or or if you're not following us and our leadership, that you're off. It's got nothing to do with that, brothers and sisters. It really is Hebrew Israelites just trying to come together and be Hebrew Israelites. It really is beautiful. some of the things they had going on. Um, uh, There were several brothers that, unbeknownst to me, um, they make their own wine. I mean, bottled wine. I mean, certified with the label and everything. They make, there's Hebrew-Israelite wine. So I know for the Passover that a lot lot of uh, camps and families or whatever uh, feel obligated just to get the Manishavits or feel obligated just to get the Mogan David. But there are actually families. There are actually Israelites who, are, who have professional—I um, uh, 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 don't know if you'll say wineries, professional breweries—that are actually making and designing and, and, and uh, fermenting wine. So we can, we really can network and keep everything within within house. It, it really is something beautiful, brothers and sisters. Uh, I mean, circumcisions—that we can make—you can make sure your child is circumcised on the eighth day, according to the laws of the Most High. It really is beautiful. It really is beautiful, and in some of the garments uh that was there. Not some you know, I, I don't want to go with so much of the outward appearance of things, as much as what was really beautiful about this summit was just seeing everybody come together. That that really was beautiful. Um uh shouts out to the, uh uh Priest Kahan uh, from the Light of Zion. I mean it really is they they really are doing a great job and being consistent and helping gather all Israel, not just for your own little camp and just for your own little recognition, but for all Israel to come together. It really is beautiful. It really was beautiful. Um so, uh, if you get a chance, brothers and sisters, and I will be, I'll be—I'll be making announcements. If you get a chance to to make it to one of the summits, uh, you might want to make that your business. You might want to see if you can really fit that in. Um, it, it is beautiful. Right? It is beautiful. Just seeing Israelites come together. And one thing I particularly did like about this was, if sometimes in in the rigmarole of of, of everyday life that that, that we live. There's a tendency for a person to think that you're the only ones going through what you're going through. There's a tendency to feel like that this is it. There's nothing else, and it might just be if whether you're at home and it's just you at home uh, keeping the commandments. It might be with you within a camp, um, and it just seems like it's just you and the camp, and that's all there is. But when you get to a place where you find you see so many other Israelites, and again, men, women, children, really is something beautiful, and to go up there. Uh, this time uh, with, with the brothers from Houston, uh, with the stream of wisdom from Houston. Uh, the brother Quattazap, the brother Shisak, Uh the brother Lashabar. Shout uh, out to, to my brother uh, Lashabar um, coming out of the Houston camp. And then for the brothers that came with, uh, with the brother Zion out of Rochester. Uh, I didn't catch everybody's names, but that was a beautiful thing to see. And for the brothers that came out of uh, Virginia, the stream of wisdom uh, out of Virginia, it really was something beautiful. Uh, and to see brothers uh, participating and not just saying, this is my camp. This is who. This is just us, and, and we, we, we're, we're it's just us. It really was beautiful seeing unity. You know, um, being reminded of Psalm chapter one thirty three, for look how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Um, it was beautiful, and I definitely want to give my my, my my tip my hat and salutes uh, and give a holy kiss uh, to everybody participating in it. Um, to to it, it really was beautiful just seeing Israelites come together. Right, it really was beautiful. Um, uh, the brothers from the Masrah um they'll be having, they're going to be having uh, they're stepping up the Hebrew classes um, and torah if you have, if you don't have a, a, a torah written in the paleo hebrew <coughs> you can get one. Right, the brother kar Nazar, um, who's wrestling with the Mosai, has,
0: <coughs>
2: has put together a torah written in the paleo Hebrew that you can, you can get back into your culture. You can get back into who we are. We claim to be Hebrew Israelites, so why don't we speak more Hebrew? But it's available, brothers and sisters. It's definitely available. All right. So they're going to be stepping up to Hebrew. Um, they're stepping up the history classes, um, and you know they've been having the Torah readings uh, every every uh, Sabbath anyway. So again, shucks out, and it was it was beautiful. Right? It definitely was beautiful. So with that being said, uh, I also want to give acknowledgements to. Uh, Some of the schools that we are associated with uh, here in San Antonio, we have the Sword of Truth, which is located at 4444 Waltham, suite number 201, uh, San Antonio, Texas, 78218 being the address here. Uh, They have classes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, uh, tonight as a matter of fact, from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. and again on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. If you can't actually make it to the classroom, uh, you can also join them live online on YouTube at the YouTube channel, Sword of Truth San Antonio. Um, in a YouTube channel to catch the live classes. All right, um, for our school in the Houston area, Right? for our school in the Houston area, which is the Stream of Wisdom, Houston, Texas. The Stream of Wisdom, which is located at 231 Ephraim Road, 1092 Stafford, Texas, 77477. Being the address there, um, being handed by the brother Quartazop, uh the brother uh, Lakurab, the brother Sithak, um, they are growing, brothers and sisters. They that camp is growing. All right. And again, uh, thank you for, for letting me participate and be with y'all uh, as we went to the summit. As far the class in the Houston area, they have class every Monday and Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And again, on Fridays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Okay. You can come back on Saturdays to Sabbath from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. as well. Uh, you catch them live on YouTube, again, tonight even, uh, live on YouTube uh, every Wednesday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at their YouTube channel, uh, SOW Houston, Texas, the Stream of Wisdom. All right. For our school in the Norfolk, Virginia area, which is the SOW Norfolk, Virginia, Stream of Wisdom, uh, which is located at 2610 Gram- Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, Mini address there. I headed up by the brother, uh, uh, doing a great job up there with the brother uh, Bahar. It was good seeing you two out. It was great seeing you. And getting back in touch with my brother, Aria, Aria reminded me that, that we've been knowing each other for 20 years. That blew me away. Um, they, they're definitely holding, holding it down. They have classes every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Saturday, starting at 12 p.m., all right? Uh, you can catch them live on Tuesdays and Thursdays on Facebook, on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And you can catch their uh, live on YouTube at SOW Stream of Wisdom, Nova, Virginia, every Friday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. And they cast their Sabbath ceremony every Saturday starting at 12 noon. All right. And uh, for our the brothers and families up there in Rochester, SOW Rochester, New York Stream of Wisdom, which is headed by a beautiful brother, the brother Zion. Brother, you are holding it down. My, my complete respect to you, uh, my hats off to you, brother. You are doing a great job with the families up there in Rochester. Here's some of the the, the growth that you have going on and, and the, the community outreach uh, that, 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 that you're yourself with um in, in Rochester. It, it, brother, great job. Great job. Please keep it up. The school in Rochester is located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, Suite Number 1A, Rochester, New York, one four six zero six being the address there. Uh, they have class every Tuesday Thursday and Friday as well And you catch them on their YouTube channel. SOW Rochester, New York stream of wisdom All right, that's every Tuesday Thursday and Friday from 8 p.m. To 10 p.m. And then Saturday starting at 10 a.m. All right Other YouTube uh, sources that we have um, Is the hidden truth Bible show? the like media core uh, five minutes of wisdom and hidden books and Let like me say the brother Ariya uh, which, uh is, is reading the chapters of, of the Bible to the, uh, the uh, ambiance in the background, whether it be um, a, a rainstorm or whether it be uh, something in the background, and he's reading the scriptures. So if, if you, like me, need a little something in the background to help you go to sleep, please check out Hidden Books, all right? Please check out Hidden Books on YouTube. It is definitely there for you. Or if you got to study, if you're studying, um, turn that on, all right? And, and hear scriptures in the background while you're getting your study on. It really is something good, all right? Um, and then uh, we have our brothers up there, our families up there in Albuquerque, where the brother Aisha White, is, the brother Dawiyad, the brother Zakar, the brother Ayah, de- uh, the brother Karzahad, uh, uh, they are definitely hung down up there in, in Albuquerque. Um, if you'd like to get in touch with Aish and, and get to uh, um, some of uh, the, the Satellite convocations, you can reach out to him at area code 505-218-4218. Uh, uh, to find out when they're holding the, the convocations or when they're holding the Sabbath, uh, again, please get in touch with him. And please don't forget also on Saturdays, Saturday mornings, starting at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, please log on to the Fountain of Wisdom on Facebook. Please log on to the Fountain of Wisdom on Facebook, where the brother uh, Mike Allah, right? the brother Mike Allah, has been doing this, the the tour readings for the past 17 years, doing a great job with that. You you want to tune in and check that out. Um, uh, him having traveled back and forth to israel the actual land of israel um and he has a doctorate in history and in uh in history all right the brother brings out some fascinating information you want a uh, in, i mean enlightening job Uh him and the brother ice and and the congregation he has built up with that please uh log on and check out the final wisdom uh request to be uh, for membership the final wisdom on facebook uh, get access, and every Saturday at 10 a.m., 10% of the time, they're going over the Torah. It really is something else. It's very insightful. And remember, you want to build your foundation. You want to build a solid foundation of your knowledge, your wisdom, your understanding. The Torah, it all starts and begins with the Torah. You definitely want to check it out, all right? Definitely want to check it out. All right, so with that, and sisters, let me get to uh, uh, my prayer list, all right? Um, uh, and my prayers are going out also. Uh, we want to send out prayers for the, the sister, uh, Kaliah, who, who was the wife of our brother, Arya. Um Her mother was called back home uh, in this past week. So our condolences going out to you, sis, uh, and to your mother, knowing that she is resting in peace uh, in the arms of the father. All right. Um, uh, but again, I just want to make, uh, get this prayer list out. Uh, here we go. Uh, the Most High, in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, and to build up. And Father, from Numbers chapter 6, we ask that you, that you will bless and that you will keep. Father, we ask that you will make your face to shine upon and that you might be gracious. Father, we ask that you lift up your countenance upon and give peace unto Naya, uh, the wife of our brother Yahweh who happens to be here in San Antonio. Uh, to the wife uh, of, our, of our brother um, Awar, his wife Ayana, also here in San Antonio. Um, to Bobby Dixon, all right, to, to the sister Bobby Dixon. Uh, to the sister Sierra Leek, who happens to be the daughter of our brother David, all right. To our brother Thahaman Bracha and his wife Waradaya here in San Antonio as well. To our friends Becky and Daryl. And Carmen up there in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh to to the entire Lovett family, my in laws. Uh to the entire Coates family, including our brother Shapar. Um, uh to our brother Tahawam Mayum out there in Houston and to his family. To our brother here in San Antonio, uh, Tahawam, uh also known as West Beverly. Uh, to uh the daughter of our brother Tazapa, and his wife, Arkaya, to their daughter, Sisi. Uh, to the daughter of our brother, Gubarakawa, uh his daughter, Aisha And to the daughter uh, of our brother, Bonabad and his wife, Kwaadashaya, their daughter, Ali, or Aliyah. Uh, to Tazapah and his family, and to Tazipa, who who is also recovering right now from a sickness father, um, please be with him. And to his mother, uh, Miss Catherine, Ma Dukes. Um, and to uh, Miss Barbara's husband, Mr. Charles here in San Antonio. To our brother and our friend, Yenawathan. Uh, to our brother, Gabaya Allah, who I just recently saw him and his family at the summit. Uh, Gabaya Allah and his wife, Aisha. And to uh, their mother-in-law, Ruthie Mae Johnson. To our brother, Sam And I met him and his, his beautiful family. Uh, Mariah and their young son, Kazakia. Keep up the good work, Kazakia. You're doing a great job. To our brother, LV, out there in California, who just had the eye surgery, who is recovering. Uh, and to his mother, Pat Washington, and to his cousin Lashonda Washington, uh, to our sister Quodashaya, uh the wife of our brother Barabad, to our friend Sean Stark, to our friend Sylvia Khan, to our uh, to our brother Yama, and to the sister Iwa and Father, uh, we ask that you put your name upon the children of Israel, and that you will bless them and We ask you all these things, Father, in the reputation of, of our Lord and Savior. Um, Yahweh Jesus Christ. And we thank you always. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. Now we have some of those things out of the way. All right. Um, let's go ahead and get back into this series. All right. We started the series. I started the series. Um, that's the start of the series that we're doing right now is building your house upon a foundation. All right. What are you building your foundation on? Um, and as we're getting to this, 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 this series, um, as you might be familiar, you, you might know, we've gone into a sub-series about if you're building your foundation upon a rock, meaning the words of Christ, then you also want to make sure that you're building your foundation and what you're standing on, on the prophecies that the Bible gives us, all right, um, and we, we started the series that the last show that I did was called uh, Building House Upon a Rock, Prophecies Part, Part 2, uh, and now we're just going to continue on with it. This is definitely part three. And let, let me go ahead and, and, and get this off the way or get everybody prepared for it. Um, get it prepared for it that it's going to be one of these these nights. Oh my God! Oh, here it goes. (laughs) Yes, Uh, a dead horse is going to be beaten tonight. That we're going to be driving home some points over and over and over again that that yes uh, we're going to be um you know obviously we're not going to really be beating a dead horse i don't want us to get get banned off of blog talk or whatever but we will be, we're going to be repeating a lot of things uh throughout the bible that has been written so many times and is there for it's supposed to be there for our edification that that it, it's kind of amazing how a person who does read the bible how you might have missed these things all right how, how we might have missed these things so with that being said um and dealing with the prophecies of God, right? And, and that this is what we want to, our we want our foundation, uh, and how we, we're preparing for the kingdom. How we're preparing for uh, and arranging our priorities. How should a person really be arranging their priorities about what really is important? Um, it should be based on the prophecies written in the Bible, all right? The prophecies that are given to us from the Most High that. If a person is going to walk through this life and really not pay attention to the prophecies, and you're just trying to build your whatever it is you're trying to build on how you feel or about what you see within society or what, or, or what what people say, but it's not really established on the prophecies, we really are making mistakes. All right, you really leave yourself open to making a lot of mistakes. So with that, brothers and sisters, let's go to the book of Matthew. All right, let's go to the book of Matthew chapter 22 and verse 29. Let's go to the book of Matthew, chapter 22 and verse 29. And it reads, Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Now we hear a lot of people um, uh, might even quote this scripture, might be familiar with it, but I don't know if we really uh, read this scripture with distinction to really pull out a lot of the understanding, a lot of the meat, a lot of the layers that are in this scripture. All right? So it says, Jesus said unto them, ye do err, not knowing the scriptures. So that's where most people make their mistakes. They don't know the scriptures. All right. Now, like, like we like to bring up, when Christ made this statement, when Christ made this statement, was there a New Testament? The answer is no. All right. When Christ made this statement, there was no what we call New Testament. All right. All we had was what people call the Old Testament and the Apocrypha. That's all we had. So here Christ himself is making a statement. Ye do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. So if a person doesn't know the scriptures, that's their first mistake. And then if you don't know the scriptures, you're really not going to understand the power of God. All right. You, there's no way you're going to really comprehend the power of God when you don't know the scriptures. And in particular, we know you don't know the prophecies in the Old Testament. All right. You're going to make a person is going to make a lot of mistakes. If you're not basing your life on the prophecies of God's word, of, 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 the, of God telling us future events that he was going to make happen, people make mistakes because now people are subject to superstition. Now, people are subject to uh, imagination, people are subject to dreams, people are subject to uh, uh, what they might see in a movie, uh, what they might read in some other book, or even if they're trying to read the Bible, yeah, if you're not going to associate the prophecies of the scriptures, you're going to be making mistakes, all right? We're going to be making errors. From there, let's go to the book of Mark, all right? Let's go to the book of Mark, chapter 12, verse 24, the book of Mark. Chapter 12, verse 24, and it says, and Jesus answering said unto them, do you not therefore err, or err, err, because ye know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. Again, (coughs) excuse me, I want to bring some attention to not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. If you don't know the prophecies of, of God, there's no way you know the power of God. So you know what you, you're left to 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 just equate with God. You're left to just just say things like, "At least I woke up this morning." You're left to at least the sun came out. You're left with with uh, you know thank God every day that you have another day of, of breathing, which you know I'm not, I'm i not gonna say that those things are, are are uh to be taken lightly, but that's not what this is referring to, All right? That's not what these scriptures. This is not what Christ is pointing at. If you don't understand the power of God, you don't know the scripture or the power of God, meaning his prophecies, you're going to keep making mistakes. That what you're putting together, what you're planning, uh, uh, what your expectation in life is, if it's not based on the prophecies that God gave, you're going to waste a lot of time. You're going to waste a lot of time because you're not prioritizing your life based on the prophecies that God gave, that we find in the scriptures. And remind, I'm going to remind us, when Christ made this statement, there was no New Testament. There was no New Testament. All right? Now, let's go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary. All right? Let's go to Webster's 1828 Dictionary. And here we have the definition of the word error. All right, We have the definition of the word air. you Y'all give me one second. Ah. Hello, 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 hello. All right, cool. Just checking to make sure that, that we are broadcasting. Just checking to make sure we are broadcasting. Okay. The definition of the word air. E-R-R, the definition of the word err. Um, number one, to wander from the right way, to deviate from the true course or purpose, so what is Christ telling you? If we insert this definition into the scripture, Christ is telling us what? From Matthew chapter 22, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, ye do err, not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. Or ye do what? You wander from the right way. You deviate from the true course or purpose, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. If you don't understand the prophecies of God and this is how you plan planning your life and this is what you're standing on this is where your faith and your belief is, 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 is based on you're going to wonder from the right way you're going to deviate from the true course or purpose of what God wants, of what God's will is if a person is not going to know the scriptures or understand the prophecies of God you're going to make mistakes we're going to wonder from the right way you're going to walk off the path all right? Definition number two for error. Definition number two. To miss the right way in morals or religion. To deviate from the path or line of duty. To stray by design or mistake. I mean, brothers and sisters, come on now. So, for Mark, chapter 12, verse 24. And Jesus answered, and said unto them, Do you not therefore err, because you know not the scriptures, know the power of God. And what do we have, and we uh, uh, put this scripture, this definition in, you do err or you do miss the right way in morals. You're have the wrong morals. What you think is right or good or, 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 or necessary, your morals are going to be off. What you think is right, what you think is wrong, what you consider to be just is going to be missing. Because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. You don't understand the prophecies. You're not basing your life or your morals on the prophecies. All right. It says to miss the right way in morals or religion. To deviate from the path or line of duty. That if, if we don't understand the scriptures or the prophecies, we want to deviate from the path or line of duty. What is your duty to God? What is God expecting from you? It's going to be based on his prophecies. What is he looking for for, for? for people to do? How to live their lives? How to plan their lives? What is their duty to God? It's going to be based on the prophecies. It's going to be based on the prophecies. And for a person who doesn't, again, know the scriptures, know the power of God, they're going to deviate from the path or line of duty. To stray by design or mistake. You're going to, make, you're going to, be, you're going to stray. Because you're following what you want, or you're going to be making mistakes when it comes to God and what his expectation is. Because we're not following the scriptures or the prophecies which give us the power of God. All right? Definition number three from Webster's 1820 Dictionary. Definition number three from Webster's 1820 Dictionary. uh, To mistake, to commit error, to do wrong from ignorance or inattention. Damn. So, <clears throat> from Matthew. I'm going back and forth between Matthew and Mark. So, from Matthew, chapter 22, verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do error, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. And when we, when we, uh, sub, when we place uh, definition number three, ye do make mistakes to commit error, to do wrong from ignorance or inattention. Because you're not paying attention to the scriptures or to the power of God through his prophecies, you, you are bound to make mistakes. It's unavoidable. right? Demodition number, f- number four. Demodition number four, to wonder or to ramble. To wonder or to ramble. So going back to Mark, chapter 12, verse 24. And Jesus answering said unto them, do you not therefore err? Because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. So to ramble, you're just going to be talking. You're going to be running your mouth about why you think your way is right. You're going to be, Scripture says, a fool is known by the multitude of his words. You're going to be talking about why you think what you're doing is right and justifying how you're doing things. You're going to just be rambling. Just talking. And from just talking, you'll be making errors. Because you're not basing your talk or your wisdom or your understanding on the scriptures or on the power of the Most High. If you're basing whatever your belief is, whatever you're standing on, on something else. That is not dealing with the scriptures, which is giving us the prophecies which reveals the power of the Most High, all right? So from there. Now, this is where we're going to get to this part right here. Let, let, let me go let ahead and get everybody ready.
0: Let,
2: let me get everybody ready. Yes, uh, we're, we're, we're about to deal with some horses. All right, we're about to deal with some horses. This part I want us us to uh, to bring some light to is dealing with God's servants, the prophets, and dealing with God's servants, the prophets. And this is what we call, brothers and sisters, a concordance class. This part that we're going to right now is is straight from the concordance, meaning uh, I just went to the concordance and I did a a search for servants, the prophets. That's all I did. (laughs) I just went and did a search for servants, the prophets. All right, and that's where I came up with these scriptures. So first, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 7, verse 25. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 7, and verse 25. And let's read it. All right. Since the day that your fathers came forth out of the land of Egypt, unto this day, I have even sent unto you all my servants, the prophets, daily rising up early and sending them. Listen to what the Most High is saying right here. Again, we, where Christ told us, "Ye do err, not knowing the Scriptures or the power of God." What did what's being said right here? That since the day we came out of Egypt, unto this day, God has sent unto us His servants, the prophets, who rise up early, and He's been sending them. That 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 God has been sending His prophets. To tell our people what's gonna happen if they don't change. To to forewarn the people that this is what God has going on, that these events are going to happen, rising up early and sending them. Early in the morning. Not that so that it was like well, um, they they slept. They were asleep and and, and didn't get up to do their job. No, brothers and sisters. Again, and this is coming from the perspective of the most high. He, from the time we came out of Egypt, he's been sending to us his servants, the prophets, to tell us what's going to happen, to tell us future events. He's been doing this, and we refuse to listen. And the, and, and the Israelites refused to listen. The Israelites refused to take heed to the prophets telling them, if you don't change, if you keep setting your priorities on what you see and what you think is important, And not on God's prophecies. You're going to be in trouble. We're going to be in trouble. But again. Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 25. Since the day. That your fathers came forth. Out of the land of Egypt. Unto this day. I have even sent unto you. All my servants the prophets. Daily. Rising up early. And sending them. So it's not like the most high is not giving us a chance to hear what he's gonna be doing. It's not like like we 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 have we can excuse ourselves or play the victim. I never heard. I never knew you because know, a lot of Israelites like like to play that victim card. No. The Mosai has been sending somebody to tell us what he's gonna be doing. But we just refuse to listen. We just refuse to listen. We refuse to take heed. We refuse to adjust. To set our priorities and set our morals on the prophecies of God. Alright? From there. Jeremiah. Chapter 25, verse 4. The book of Jeremiah, chapter 25, and verse 4. And let, let me go ahead and you know. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Jeremiah, chapter 25, verse 4. And the Lord has sent unto you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them. But ye have not hearkened, nor inclined your ear to hear. Are we hearing what's being said? The Lord has been sending his servants, the prophets, to tell our people, if you don't change, this is what's going to happen. In the future, this is going to happen if you don't change. If you keep on the course you're on, this is going to happen. You better repent. We better change. This is going to happen. And he had been sending his servants, the prophets, rising up early before you get your day started. Trying to let us know, hey, these are the prophecies. This is what God says is going to happen. Rising early and sending it before it happens, not at the last minute, not at the last minute, but giving people plenty of time to hear God's words, to hear the prophecies and change and adjust themselves. But we have not hearkened. Again, Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 4, and the Lord hath sent <coughs> unto you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them. But ye have not hearkened. No, inclined your ear to them. I don't got to hear. What, I don't hear what you got to say. That, that I don't want to hear that my plans of what I'm trying to get done and what I'm trying to put together. That that's not what God wants. I want to hear that what I'm putting together, God is with. I want to hear that what my heart's desire is, what my dream is, what my goals are. That God's going to bless that and give me what I want. So we don't hear the prophecies. We ain't trying to deal with the prophecies. We can hear that we Israelites. We can hear that part. But now as far as planning our lives according to God's morals and planning our lives to the duty of God based on the prophecies, no, we're not going there. We don't deal with that part. And that's where we keep making errors. That's where we keep making mistakes. All right? From there, Jeremiah chapter 26, and verse
0: 5.
2: And yep, you guessed it. yeah I'm, I'm probably going to play that before every every verse all right jeremiah chapter twenty six and verse five to hearken to the words of my servants, the prophets, whom I sent unto you, both rising up early and sending them, but ye have not hearkened. you don't hear you don't hear me though, because we're we are hell hell bent on doing what we want to do and not listening to the prophecies of God. That, no, God's going to be doing this. God's going to set this up. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear that what I find a treasure to my heart, what I find important or precious to me, I'm trying to get that together. So my morals, my duty, my obligations are not based on the prophecies of God. It ain't based on the scriptures. It's based on what I want, my imagination. So I'm not hearing the scriptures. I'm not hearing the power of God, his prophecies. Even though God has been sending his servants, the prophets, unto us. Rising up early and sending them. So what I like about this, all these verses that we're going over, so you know what many of us, because we like to play the victim, I never knew. Not me. I I, I didn't hear that. We, we, we get that real convenient uh, amnesia. I didn't know that that's what you meant. Either God has been sending his prophets or he hasn't. Now, you you know what, what's the trip? There are some people that are going to blame God because God's not giving them what they want. There are some people that, that are going to blame God because as God prophesied, things are going to happen. Then when these things happen, they just want to be downtrodden, depressed, they want to be all messed up in the head because they didn't get ready when God said and prophesied by his servants the prophets who rise up early and sending them, get ready for this. This is what God has come, going on. This is what's going to happen. And I'm not listening to that because I got my own plans and my own morals. So now when things happen, all of a sudden, I, what, what's going on? God, why? It's not like God has not told people. And it's written in the book. This is what's going to happen. But we don't listen. That's why, you know, God really got tired of of sending his prophets. That's why he had it written down in the book. We don't listen. That's why he had it written in the book. All right. Here we go again. All right. Next verse. And yes, here we go. To the book of Jeremiah. We're still in Jeremiah. Chapter 29, and verse 19. Jeremiah, chapter 29, and verse 19. And it reads, Because they have not hearkened to my words, said the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants, <coughs> the prophets.
0: <coughs>
2: Excuse me, I'm going to read that again. Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 19. Because they have not hearkened To my words, saith the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending before things happen. I've had somebody trying to tell them what the most what the most has going on, what God's going to be doing. Sending them. But ye would not hear, saith the Lord. is, Is anybody catching a pattern here? Of why Christ would say you do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God, that we won't listen, we won't pay attention, we won't be mindful of our duty based on the scriptures and the prophecies of God. Almost like, remember, remember Heavy D? We got our own thing. Be-de-de-be, be-de-be, be-de-be, be-de-de-be. Uh, Bobby Brown, uh, my prerogative – or maybe you're into Elvis or – or, or uh, what was that cast's name? Um, I think it was Bean Crosby or Prince Sinatra. I did it my way. Or as Janet is about to uh, go on tour again, uh, I'm in control. Now I'm on my own. I'm in control. Now, I'll do what I want. I'm in control. Okay. All right. But Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 19, is still here. Because they have not hearkened to my words, saith the Lord, which I sent unto them by my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them. But ye would not hear, saith the Lord. All right. Next scripture. Jeremiah, chapter 35, verse 15. Jeremiah, chapter 35, verse 15. And it reads, I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them. I sent them long before anything happened. I've been sending them. Before things happened, I've been sending. early. Before it got to this point, I God said, I've been sending my servants, the prophets. I had to rise early. Before things got to a certain point where I had to find God had to finally make a move, I've been sending them. Saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way. Return from your evil way. But what's making our ways evil? I'm not basing my life on my duties my morals, my priorities on God's prophecies, I've got something else I'm looking at. I've got something else I treasure. i got something else I hold precious. So it says, uh, Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 15, I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way, and amend your doings. And go not after other gods to serve them. And one thing I love about this word gods, little g, g-o-d-s, we know in the Hebrew this is uh you might read it in, in the Pale Hebrew is ahayim or Elohim. All right. When we look at the word Elohim, it says in one of the definitions for Elohim is influence. All right. One of the definitions for gods, when we look at the Hebrew word Elohim or Elohim, it, one of the definitions is influences. So if I'm going to interject that definition with into God's, let me read this. We read this, okay? Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 15. I have sent also unto you all my servants, the prophets, rising up early and sending them, saying, Return ye now every man from his evil way, and the men your doings, and go not after other influences to serve them. And ye shall dwell in the land which I have given to you, and to your fathers. But ye have not inclined your ear, nor hearken unto me. You know, people like 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 when they, they want to make sure that they, that uh, that they're, that you're being ignored, they, they find other things to occupy they they they, they mind. Uh, you know, like like a kid back in the day might might uh, put his hands over his ears and be like, la 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 la, I'm not listening to you, I'm not hearing. I'm not paying attention to what you're saying. What you're saying is not important. I'm not hearing you. This is how God says we've been doing him. This is how God says we've been doing him. We'll not incline our ear and we won't listen to the prophecies. But this is, this is serious. This is serious. This is that real talk. All right, Real talk on Bible talk. All right, I bet you thought you thought we was finished, Tom huh? Nope. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter forty four verse four. Jeremiah chapter forty four verse four. How be it? I sent unto you all my servants the prophets, rising early and sending them, saying, Oh, do not. This abominable thing that I hate. What is God saying right here? That he's been sending unto us all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them and saying, oh, do not this abominable thing that I hate. God has been sending his servants, the prophets, to tell our people not to do the thing, the abominable things that he hates. But we don't listen because we don't think there's nothing wrong with it because our morals are not based on his prophecies. Our morals are not based on his scriptures. Our morals are based on what we feel. Or the influence of somebody who is not the most high. Are we catching this? Are we catching this? All right. Ezekiel, chapter 38, verse 17. Yeah, let me go ahead and do it. Let me go ahead and work on being consistent. <laughs> Ezekiel, chapter 38, verse 17. The book of Ezekiel, chapter 30, verse 17. And it says, Thus saith the Lord God, Art thou he of whom I have spoken uh, in old time by my servants the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them. Now, it's a question, uh, and it's talk about Gog and Magog, right, uh, as a prophecy about the, the the latter days that we're rapidly approaching. But what we want to pull out of the scripture right here, brothers and sisters, is the most I've been telling Israel, I'm going to bring this against you. I'm, I'm going to make, this is going to happen. If you don't change, this is going to happen. And I've been sending my servants, the prophets. To tell you, this is going to happen. But we keep turning a blind ear, a deaf ear. We keep turning a blind eye, going after what our morals and what we think is right or proper, what we think is just or cool or acceptable. And we don't base our duty on the scriptures or on the power of God, upon the prophecies of God. And this is where we keep wandering off the right path. This is where we keep going astray. This is where we keep doing uh not keeping to our duty. All right. The book of Daniel. Who we. The book of Daniel. Chapter nine, verse six. Alright, I'm we're gonna do a double double whammy with this.
0: Alright. Uh <laughs>
2: The book of Daniel, chapter nine, verse six. It says, "Neither have we hearkened unto the unto thy servants the prophets, which spake in my name, in thy name, to our kings, our princes, and our fathers, (coughs) and to all the people of the land. Are we are we hearing? Neither have we hearkened unto thy servants the prophets, which spake in thy name, to our kings, to those in leadership." Our princes, those who we find noble, and to our fathers, and to all the people of the land. That none, none of us can say that we never had a chance to hear this, to play the victim card. Geminiah verse 10. Geminiah verse 10. Daniel, nine, verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of the Lord our God to walk in his laws, which, which he set before us by his servants, the prophets. We're not going to walk by his law, by his scriptures, or by his prophecies. We're going to walk by the way we think is right.
0: <coughs>
2: About what we see and what we feel, and not by what God said this is going to happen. All right? Let's go to the book of Amos, chapter 3, verse 7. Where are we at? Amos, chapter 3, verse 7. <coughs> Chapter three verse seven. It says, "Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but He reveals His secret unto His servants the prophets. God will not do anything that He hasn't already told His prophets. Ain't nothing going to happen that that God has not told His servants the prophets. And you know it's from God because He had it written in a book called the Bible." not a hunch not a, a a premonition not a not a, a an omen but it could be it God went through the God went and made sure it was written down All right God made sure that his prophecies were written down from there let's go to Zechariah chapter 1 verse 6 Zechariah
0: chapter 1 verse 6 <laughs>
2: Zechariah, chapter 1, verse 6, and it says, but my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? And they returned and said, like as the Lord of hosts thought to do unto us, according to our ways and according to our doings, so has he dealt with us. And this was a lot of us, we don't want to take accountability for the things that we go through. That God been telling us to change. God been telling us what he's going to make happen. But we never want to take accountability. It's always somebody else's fault. Why we didn't listen. That even to a point where God, you didn't speak clearly enough. God, you didn't speak it in a way that I would understand what you was talking about. I didn't know that's what you meant. I, I was distracted. I was thinking about something else. No, I didn't pay attention to what you were saying. I thought you said this. I thought you meant this. You know what, well, God? Maybe if you spoke like this in a way that I can understand, then maybe, you know, you need to change, God. Maybe you need to adjust how you speak to people, God. Because the way you talk, you know, all that fire, brimstone, the thunder and everything, who wants to hear that, God? That maybe you should, you should adjust your tone, God, to make me want to listen to make me want to hear what you're saying. But again, Zechariah, chapter 1, verse 6. But my words and my statutes, which I commanded my servants the prophets, did they not take hold of your fathers? And they returned and said, like as the Lord of hosts thought to do unto us according to our ways and according to our doings so as he dealt with us, That that that's the point we're going to get to. The most high has been dealing with me the way I've been dealing with him i'm going, We're going through what we're going through because God's been warning us, God been told us, God did been, been prophesying what's going to happen, but we refuse to change. And now God is dealing with us by how hard-headed we are, how we refuse to change how we want to ignore His words. We do err. Not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Revelations, chapter 10, verse 7. The book of Revelations, chapter 10, verse 7. Oh, I almost forgot. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. <laughs> Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God shall be finished, as he hath declared, to his servants the prophets. The mystery of God is going to be finished, which he declared unto his servants the prophets. The reason God what God's doing is a mystery to people, they don't listen to the prophets. We don't pay attention to the prophecies. We don't pay attention to God's word. And because of that, God God's word is a mystery. God is a mystery. And That's why people are so quick to say that. God does work in mysterious ways. That to God's servants the prophets Now to those who pay attention to God's words and his prophecies, God will move in mysterious ways. But for those who don't pay attention, those who neglect, neglect God, those who neglect the prophecies, it's a mystery. Why did this happen? Why is this going down this way? Oh, my God. And it's not like God has not been, as he keeps saying, I've sent unto you early, rising early my service to prophets right Revelations, chapter eleven
0: verse eighteen
2: let me see here let's let's read this revelation chapter eleven verse eighteen, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward. Unto thy service the prophets, and to the saints, and to them that fear thy name, small and great, and shall destroy them which destroy the earth. Now we use the scripture a lot, but what I want to focus on this time: the nations going to be angry, the dead are going to be judged, and God's going to give reward unto his service the prophets, and to the saints. And to them that fear his name. And what is it that they fear? The prophecies. They've made adjustments in their life. They've reassigned and realigned their morals and their duties according to the prophecies of God. They're going to be rewarded. All right? From there, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 42, verse 9. So that's it for, for, for beating a dead horse. Give me one second here. Um, all right, cool. All right, let's go to the book of Isaiah now. All right, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 42 and verse 9. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 42 and verse 9. All right, and it says, and again, what I want to do with this part now, brothers and sisters, I want to give us, again, I want to keep trying to build on the point about understanding how important God's prophecies are and how important God's word is in dealing with prophecies and dealing with future events. All right? That to understand when Christ said, ye do err, not knowing the scriptures, nor the power of God. Well, let's check it out. Uh, Let's go to Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9. The book of Isaiah chapter 42 and verse 9. And it says, Behold, The former things are coming to pass, and new things do I declare. Before they spring forth, I tell you of them. And who does he reveal these things to? His servants, the prophets. But what's he saying? The former things are coming to pass, and new things do I declare before they spring forth. Before it happens, I've already told you it's going to happen. He's already told us it's going to happen. But the problem is we don't want to listen. We don't want to pay attention. We have our own plans. We have our own morals. We've wandered off the path. We've deviated from what is actually right. And God's already, he's been told us, this is going to happen. This is what I'm going to do. Before it happens, before it springs forth, I tell you of it. I tell you of them. This is what's called prophecies, brothers and sisters.
0: This
2: is what's called. This is what's called prophecies. All right, going to the book of Isaiah. Still in the book of Isaiah, chapter forty-one. Now, the book of Isaiah, chapter forty-one, and we're going to be verses twenty through twenty-three. The book of Isaiah, chapter forty-one, verses twenty through twenty-three. The book of Isaiah chapter 41, verses 20 through 23. That they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord hath done this, and the Holy One of Israel hath created it. Produce your cause, saith the Lord. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the King of Jacob. Let them bring forth and show us what shall happen. Let them show the former things what they be that we may consider them and know the latter end of them or declare for declare us things for to come show the things that are to come hereafter that we may know that ye are gods yea do good or do evil that we may be dismayed and behold it together come on brothers and sisters. Everybody's familiar with the Ten Commandments. When I say the Ten Commandments, I'm talking about the Exodus, the Passover. Everybody's seen either, either Charles and Heston, Ten Commandments, or the Prince of Egypt, that God kept prophesying that he was going to harden Pharaoh's heart and that Pharaoh was not going to let us go. He kept Before it happened, he told us. He told Moses, you're going to go to Pharaoh, he ain't going to listen because I've hardened his heart, but we'll go anyway. That I might show my power in him. We know these things. We see these things, but we don't take heed to it. That God, before things happen, he's, he calls his shot. <clears throat> but we don't pay attention. We don't listen. And here God is issuing a challenge. Here in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 20 to 23, God is issuing a challenge. To the things that you, that we are influenced by. To the gods that we follow. I said, let them bring forth this in verse 22. Let them bring forth and show us what shall happen. All these things you trust in, let them show what's going to happen. Let them prophesy. Let them tell us the future. Let them show the former things, what they be, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them. Show us why this was set up this way. Show why this happened like this to lead to this right here. Let your gods, let them show that. Let them show it. That we may consider them and know the latter end of them or declare us things for to come. Let them tell us what's going to happen. Verse 23. Show the things that are to come hereafter, that we may know that ye are God's. Yea, do good or do evil, that we may be dismayed and behold it together, that we might know that you really are, that you have some power, that you have more power than God. All right, from there, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. All right, let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. And we're going to start at verse 15. All right. The book of Isaiah chapter 43, and we're going to read verses 15 through 19. The book of Isaiah chapter 43, verses 15 through 19. And it says what? I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. Which bringeth forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched as tow. Verse 18. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Again, God is calling his shot and showing his power. He's prophesying what's going to happen. That's where the power of God, that's one of the ways the power of God, that he exhibits his power. He says something's going to happen and it's going to happen. But if you're going to base your life off of just what you see and what you feel... And not give any of your mind to studying the prophecies of God, to even think about what he has coming up next, what he has on the horizon. If, brothers and sisters, let me, I guess I got to put that scripture now. It says a prudent man perceives evil and hides himself. Give me one second to look it up. In Proverbs chapter 20, verse 3. 22, verse 3. In Proverbs chapter 22, verse 3, it says, A prudent man the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. There's a lot to unpack with this scripture right here. If a prudent person is paying attention to the prophecies of God, they'll foresee evil. Because God's telling you this is what's going to happen, and they'll hide themselves. But the simple or... Remember, another definition for simple is stupid. But the stupid pass on and are punished. I didn't think this was gonna happen. I didn't know that's what God meant. I ain't paying attention to other prophecies. I I'm I'm making sure I ignore the prophets. So now I'm gonna get punished and most likely I'm gonna blame somebody else for why I didn't listen. Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 12. The book of Proverbs, chapter 27, verse 12. It says, A prudent man proceedeth the evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. Why would God have to have this written two times? Just saying. I guess he's just saying. All right. Um, Isaiah, chapter 43, verse 19, again. Behold. Behold. I will do a new thing now it shall bring forth so you not know it I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert all right the book of Habakkuk Habakkuk, Habakkuk. chapter 2 verses 2 through 3 now this is where God calls his shots this is where it's not about you have to go to a palm reader you having to turn to a horoscope you have to turn to a, to to a uh, uh, some type of omen The same way you got to count on some type of dream. That's not what God is proving his power. Right? In the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verses 2 through 3, it says, And the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables, that he may run that readeth it. Did y'all catch that part? That readeth it, not because he dreamt it. That he may run that readeth it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. But at the end it shall speak, and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. See so here we see God is at not only is he calling his sight he he's having it written down in what we call the Bible, the Old Testament, New Testament, and the Apocrypha. What makes the Bible so powerful is the prophecies contained in the Bible. You can't find no other book on the planet Earth that has prophecies like the Bible does. Accurate prophecies like the Bible does. You can have plenty of books on history. Too many books about history. But name another book that gives you the prophecies like the Bible does. You can't do it. It can't be done. And that's why a lot of people don't believe in the Bible because you don't you are unfamiliar or unacquainted with the prophecies of the Bible. You don't get it. <coughs> All right. <coughs> Continue on with that theme. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 30, verse 8. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, and verse 8. All right, the book of Isaiah chapter 30 and verse 8. And it says, Now go, write it before them in a table, and note it in a book that it may be for the time to come forever and ever. This is what God told his servants, the prophets. Go write these things down and put it in a book. What is this book? What we call the Bible. These prophecies, God's word, what he's going to be doing, what's going to happen. He had this, His servants, the prophets, write it down in a book. So that those who read it may run and start doing the right thing, might base their decisions and their morals on God's prophecies, on His scriptures. All right, let's go to let's stay in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter forty-four verse seven. The book of Isaiah, chapter forty-four and verse seven, and it says, "And who as I." shall call and shall declare it and set it in order for me since i appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come let them uh let them show unto them are you hearing what god is saying (coughs) and the things that are coming and shall come let them show unto them Again, God is calling his shots. And for a person not to pay attention to the prophecies, for a person not to pay attention to God's word and the prophecies, you're stupid. You're stupid. That God has been sending his servants to prophets. The Bible has been translated into every language on the planet earth. There's no reason why a person would not pay attention to the prophecies Unless you didn't want to pay attention to the prophecies. All right. Moving on to the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verse 19. Moving on to the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verse 19. And God says, I have not spoken in secret in a dark place of the earth. I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain. I the Lord speak righteousness. I declare declare things that are right. <clears throat> Brothers and sisters I'm gonna read this again. I have not spoken in secret. It's not like we had to go and, 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 and find a cave up in the Andes Mountains or, or up in uh in the mountains of Tibet and go on on, on a journey, a quest for fire or a quest for for uh, uh, for, for knowledge and, and had to uh, walk through the ice waters in, in Korea and 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 uh, uh, or go fight some damn dragon. It's not like that. God says I am not spoken a secret in a dark place of the earth to so where you got to go find uh, some shaman who's uh, just in the middle of, of, of a cave somewhere out in the middle of nowhere, just waiting there. Keep it fire warm. Just wait for you to just show up, so you can pass unto you the secrets of life. That's not how God did it. You ain't got to do Buddha and go go on a search, a quest. That's not how God did this. Reading on, it says, "I said not unto the seed of Jacob, seek ye me in vain." God didn't say, look, make sure you go to Mecca and walk around a black uh, black meteorite in order to find me. God didn't say do that. God didn't say go and chant, nom ye, re, yo, ye, ye, God didn't say do those things. But he says, I, the Lord, I speak righteousness. What's the righteousness he speaks of what's going to happen? He speaks about the prophecies that he's going to have to take place. That's right. I declare things that are right. I'm telling you what's going to happen in the future. And nobody can do that but God. And then you can prove it because God has it written down in his book. Which so far is 100% out of 100 accurate. When we're dealing with the prophecies. Let's stick to the book of Isaiah, and let's go to Isaiah chapter 48, verses 1 through 9. Let's go to the book of Isaiah chapter 48, verses 1 through 9. And it says, Hear ye this, O house of Jacob, which are called by the name of Israel, and are come forth out of the waters of Judah, which swear by the name of the Lord, and make mention of the God of Israel. But not in truth, nor in righteousness. For they call themselves of the holy city and set themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is his name. So he says, y'all better listen up. We better listen up. We swear I love God. I love the Lord. I love you. I love Yeshua. I love the Lord, I love God. I, he said, you swear, you say that, you make mention of the of the Lord, of a God, the God of Israel, but you don't do it in truth. And we don't do it in righteousness. For they have, for they call themselves of the holy city and stand themselves upon the God of Israel. The Lord of hosts is he says, Look, if you going to deal with God, remember he's the God of armies. But we don't want to deal with that part. We think that as long as God is giving me what I want, That's why he's God, because he gives me what I want, even though one of his titles is he's the God of hosts. A host is an army, but we don't consider that because it's it's just little on me, and I don't want much. All right. It says, um, verse three, I had declared the former things, and they went forth out of my mouth. And I showed them, and I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Are we listening? Hell, forget listening. Are you reading? We're in Isaiah chapter forty, verse 3. I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. Because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is an iron sinew, and thy brow brass. Because I know how hard y'all are that we are. Let's get this word obstinate. We're in Isaiah chapter forty eight and verse uh three. Verse four. Isaiah chapter forty eight verse four. Again, we do err, not knowing what? The scriptures or the power of God. Chapter 48 and verse 4. Uh, okay, that's 46. I'm on 48. So Isaiah chapter 48, verse 4 says, because I knew thee, I knew that thou art obstinate. Let's check out what the word obstinate means. That this is what God knows about us, our people. Obstinate. Stubborn. Uh, Pertinaciously adhering to an opinion or purpose. I'm not sure what impersonation means. I'm not going to go there. But stubborn, and we adhere to our own opinions. Do we hear what God is saying? Stubborn, and we adhere to our own opinions or purposes. Fixed firmly in resolution, not yielding to reason, arguments, or other means. We don't yield to God's reason based on God's prophecies. As much as God's prophecies have been have been coming to pass, from the days we came out of Egypt, God's been talking about what's going to happen to us as Israelites, and be God's darn if they, those things are not happening the same way He said was going to happen. But do we pay attention to these to these things? No. We don't yield to reason because the only reason, or, or you know, what? we we say things like, "Let's be adults about this." What the hell is being adult? What is more adult than dealing with God's word? Or is your definition of us being an adult about this, talking about only see it from your point of view? Only see it from your opinion. All right. How did the nation of Israel get to the Americas and why? Why are our enemies still over us for these very same behaviors that we exhibited before we got over here? Being stubborn, adhering to an opinion or purpose, fixed firmly and not yielding to reason. Let me see here, anything else? Uh, Oh, definition number two, not yielding or not easily subdued or removed. I'm not going to yield. I'm not going to give in. I'm not going to submit. You submit to my opinion to my reason. You submit to what, how I want things done. Because I'm in control. Brothers and sisters, this, this is the same thing that God is explaining to us here. Isaiah chapter 48 and verse 3. Verse, verse 3 and 4. read on. Verse 3 says, I have declared the former things from the beginning and they went forth out of my mouth. And I showed them, I did them suddenly, and it came to pass, because I knew that thou art obstinate, and thy neck is as an iron sinew, and thy brow brass. I have even from the beginning declared it to thee before it came to pass. I showed it to, I showed it thee, lest thou shouldst say, mine idol has done this." And my graven image, and my most image hath commanded them. That what I find precious and dear, this is what did it, not God. Verse 6 Thou hast heard, see all this, and will not ye declare it? <clears throat> I have showed thee new things from this time, even hidden things, and thou didst not know them. They are created now, and not from the beginning. Even before the day, when thou heardest them not, lest thou shouldest say, behold, I know it, or oh, I've been known that. I, I, that ain't nothing new, God. I've been known that. I knew what's going to happen, because that's how our people are. That ain't nothing special, God. I already knew that. I already knew what was going to happen. That, that's nothing special, God. Verse eight, yea, thou heardest not, yea, thou knewest not, yea, from that time that thine ear was not opened, for I knew that thou wouldst deal very treacherously, and was called a transgressor from the womb. Since y'all came out your mother, you've been go- we've been going against God. Verse nine, for my name's sake, why defer mine anger? And for my praise, will I refrain uh, for thee that I cut thee not off? So, brothers and sisters, what I, I'm hopefully I'm able to get across from what we've been going over uh, in this class is just how important the prophecies are, and uh, hopefully you you you're, you're planning your life, you're counting the cost. And you're understanding that we it really is imperative that we pay attention to the prophecies. That God didn't speak the, the prophecies for no reason. That's why it's it's it's, it's hard to to understand. Let's get that real quick. Let's go to Matthew chapter five or seventeen. Let, let's get some. Hopefully, I, we can get some understanding. Let's go to the book of Matthew chapter five. Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. Now check it out. <coughs> this again is the words of Christ in red. Right, so this is Christ speaking. Alright. <coughs> Matthew chapter 5 verse 17. What does Christ say? Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I'm not come to destroy but to fulfill a lot of people want to want, want to use this this verse and th- they do use this verse, and mistakenly, you see that Christ has fulfilled the law, so now we don't have to keep the law. You couldn't be further away from the truth than 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 um I don't even know what comparison I can make. I don't know how reprobate you could be with this. The point of this verse is not Christ fulfilling the law as much as think not that I'm come to destroy the law. What's the second part, brothers and sisters, or the prophets? Where do we find the prophets at? The Old Testament, what you would call today the Old Testament. So what does Christ say? Don't think that I'm come to destroy the law or the prophets. I'm not come to destroy but you fulfill. To fulfill what? What the prophet said. Let me find the scripture. Let me find the scripture. Just to help back up this point. Um Give me one second, y'all. I gotta find the scripture. Uh, it's in X. We're we'll going two scriptures, y'all. I need to add these to my to my class. I didn't have them before, but now I'm gonna add them. When we're dealing with Matthew chapter five or seventeen, everybody wants to just just uh hold on to um, as a mistake Christ has fulfilled the law and and, and you don't understand just Christ wasn't, didn't say the statement or make the statement that he's fulfilled the law and that the law is not done away with what Christ is referring to was not just the the law is not done away with but the prophecies is not done away with and that he's coming to fulfill the prophecies how do we know this let's go to acts chapter 3 verse 18 let's go to the book of acts chapter 3 verse 18 and it says but those things which god before has showed by the mouth of all his prophets that christ should suffer he hath so fulfilled did y'all catch that and forgive me uh the congestion is, is coming out kind of heavy right now. Acts chapter 3, verse 18. But those things which God before has showed by the mouth of all his prophets that Christ should suffer, he has so fulfilled. So when Christ said, I came not to destroy the law of the prophets. I came not to destroy, it, but you fulfill. Fulfill what? The prophecies. He had to come and fulfill the prophecies about what, but how he was going to suffer. To fulfill the prophecies. All right. Let's go to Acts chapter 13, verse 29. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 13, verse 29. It says, and when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. Did y'all catch this? Acts chapter 13, verse 29, and when they had fulfilled all that was written of him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a sepulcher. It wasn't about destroying the law. It was about making sure that the prophecies about Christ were being fulfilled that the word of God was going to, is being fulfilled. That the prophecies that God gave by his servants, the prophets, that the prophecies would be fulfilled, not do away with the law. All right? So, I'm going to wrap this class up. This thing going to be a full two hours, but in, in wrapping this up, Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Ooh, I, I, I almost made a mistake, y'all. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. Oh, I almost forgot this one, y'all. Good thing I came back to look over my notes. Good thing I was coming back to look over my notes. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 20 and 21. Right, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20 and 21. And this is what's written, y'all. This is what's written. Despise not prophesying. What? Despise not prophesying. Don't hate that. Don't hate what God said he's about to, but he's going to bring upon the earth. So we better get ready. We better adjust ourselves. We better repent. So don't despise prophesying that that no what you've been living your whole life for what you've committed as your duty which is not based on the prophecies of God don't despise that yes you spent time tears blood and energy on what you thought was your duty and your morals but they weren't designed or put in place Based on the prophecies of God, well, which will have a person want to despise the prophecies. What so you mean? I'm not going to be a uh, an executive. So what you're saying? I'm not going to be a rap star. So what you're saying that 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 that, that everything I've, I've devoted my life to is, is 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 doesn't matter. But God knows it's special to me. God knows my heart okay God might know your heart but do you know his prophecies first Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty despise not prophesies then first thessalonians chapter five verse twenty one prove all things hold fast to that which is good prove all things according to what let's let, let, i mean keep verse twenty and twenty one in context Prove all what? Prove all the prophecies. This is why we we have history classes. We can go back and we can match where God prophesied certain things, certain events. We can go back in history and see where those events was prophesied thousands of years before it happened. As a testament, as a testimony of God's power. So in order to prove all things, what does that mean a person is going to need to be doing? You're going to have to be studying. And you should be giving your mind over to what? The prophecies. Meditating on what? The prophecies. Remember, we read this last class. Remember Ecclesiasticus chapter 39 verse 1. Or Ecclesi- Ecclesiasticus chapter 39, verse 1, or uh, Sirach, chapter 39, verse 1, whichever one floats your boat. Any apographer. It says, but he that giveth his mind to the law of the most high and is occupied in the meditation thereof will seek out the wisdom of all the ancient and be occupied in prophecies. If you're going to be wise, If you were me, when it says, at wisdom and knowledge should be stability, I guess we had to get down one also. Damn. I thought I was going to end this class. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 6. Isaiah has dropped some jewels. Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 6. Oh, my God. Okay, we'll start at 5. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 5. The Lord is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. And according to what we're going over today, brothers and sisters, what is God's righteousness? His prophecies. What he says is going to happen. What he says is about to come. His righteousness. And his judgment. What's a judgment? A penalty for going against what God wants. A consequence of not hearkening and listening to what how God is going to do things. And now verse 6. I'm going to read 5 and 6 together. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 5 and 6. The Lord is, ex- is exalted, for he dwelleth on high. He has filled Zion with judgment and righteousness. Verse 6. And wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times and strength of salvation. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. Now, a lot of people use this in wisdom and knowledge of at times, but you try and use the world's wisdom. How the world puts things together and you try and call that wisdom. Don't y'all remember where, where, where Paul told us in Corinthians that the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God? Are you not trying to put any of this together, or is it? are we really that obstinate? Are we really that stubborn? Are we really that hard-headed? Are we really just going to just hold on to our own opinions that strong? You know what's great? All you got to do is go back and look at what God says is going to happen to the Israelites, and look and see how we're living today to get, get, as a testament of, of God's word being true. verse 6, and wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of thy times. What's going to keep us stable? The wisdom of God. The knowledge of God. Based on what? His prophecies. And the strength of salvation. What's going to save us? God's wisdom and God's knowledge. That's going to give us stability and that's going to be the strength of our salvation based on God's prophecies. The fear of the Lord is his treasure. That God said it's going to happen. You, you, we, that that and, and to believe it's going to happen. We, that that's his treasure. Come on, y'all. What what what? Why was Abraham considered righteous? Because he believed God's word. God said that 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 at a hundred he's going to have a son named Isaac. And at ninety uh, Sarah was going to give birth, <coughs> and that in Isaac shall I see be called? And what what did Moses, What did Aaron? What did Abraham do? He believed him, and that was considered righteous. God said, "If you leave all all that you find secure, all that you find to be your protection, and you leave it, I'll be your God." and I will walk with you. So when Abraham was walking, he got down around towards, towards Egypt, and they took Sarah, was Abraham worried about it? No. He believed God's word. God said, I'll be with you. This is why, if we're really studying the prophecies, this is why we understand where where we were told, God don't give us the spirit of fear. I guess we got to get that one. got to get that one. Again, because you do err, not knowing the scriptures or the power of God. Um, but Second Timothy chapter one verse seven. Ah. Uh, Second uh, Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Again, if we, if we don't have stability in our lives, could it be we keep wandering off the path because we don't keep basing our lives on the prophecies? We keep wandering astray. Because we don't keep our mind on the prophecies. So we have no stability when we're being told what? Chapter 1, verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Ain't that talking about stability? yeah be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, and what's the testimony of Christ? the spirit of prophecy revelation nineteen verse ten If you are basing your life off the spirit of prophecy that Christ gave, guess what's going to give us sound minds. Guess what's going to give you stability but like 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 a mathematical a mathematical equation. If 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 the formula don't add up, you're doing something wrong. If you're not basing what you're standing on because of the prophecies, guess what you'll be filled filled with the spirit of fear. If you're making your 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 duty and your wisdom and what you're standing on off of your feelings. You're going to be filled with the spirit of fear. You're not going to feel powerful. and You're obviously not going to be feeling love. And you're not going to feel like you have a sound mind. Verse 8. Be not therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me as prisoner, but be thou partakers of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. It was prophesied what the servants of God are going to go through. That's supposed to give us a sound mind. That's supposed to give us that sound mind that if Christ went through this and prophesied that the servants went are going through this, when we go through these things, we can have a sound mind. All right, brothers and sisters, I'm going to call with it call with that right there. All right? I'm going to call tonight's class with that right there. I do want to thank everybody who did get a chance to call in and, and, and tune in. Uh again, shouts out to, to uh to to, to to all the camps out here. Uh I really did enjoy my time this past weekend with uh uh the stream of wisdom, uh Houston, Norfolk and, and Rochester, the Zion, the brother, the A B and B, the water. For all the brothers that were there, all the families that were there, the brother uh uh Gabriel Allah, the brother Sean Kodash, and your families and your wives Beautiful. To to the Mashallah, Yashallah, Thank you for your for your consistency. All right. And trying to help bring Israel together. I can I, I it says let another praise thee and not thee thyself. I commend your brothers. I, I do commend your brothers. Great job. Great job. And there's gonna be haters. There's gonna be haters. But like like the scripture says, let me let me fold that up real quick. Yeah, I, I know I, I said I was going to end the class, <laughs> but y'all know me. It wouldn't be right unless I had one more scripture. Come on, Syriac. Ooh, this one is small. One second, y'all. Here it is. Syriac, chapter 25. verse 1. Syriac chapter 25 verse 1 it says in three things I was beautified instead of beautiful both before God and men the unity of brethren the love of neighbors a man and a wife that agree together uh, the unity of brethren the love of neighbors and a man and wife that agree together Uh, that's how we stand up beautiful beautiful before God and men. all right? So, again, my hat's off uh, to everybody. Let's keep it going. We know that that's Satan is going to do all he can to try and destroy, to ruin, to interfere, to uh, do whatever. All right, we know that's going to happen. Uh, so, with that, brothers and sisters, I am going to end tonight's class. Uh, thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, Tomorrow is Thursday, and I've already uh, spoke previously with the Brother Tazapah. Tomorrow's uh, Blog Talk class is going to be at 7.30, standard standard time. Tomorrow's Blog Talk class is going to be at 7.30. Right? It's going to be at 7.30 uh, tomorrow night uh, with the Brother Tazapah. Mm-hmm. And then we will, be, we will be coming back on Friday uh, with the Brother Bonabod with a Friday, Friday Night Bible Breakdowns with Bonabod. Uh, but in the meantime, please check out uh, No Cap. Alright, uh, if you're on YouTube, please check out NoCap. Um, which that is an acronym for Nation of Kings and Priests. All right, no cap. They're the ones who threw the uh who hosted the uh the summit in Tampa of this past weekend. Uh check them out. All right, check them out. Uh, obviously check out the Mashra Yasha'Allah, um check out Yahweh's camp, uh check out the Light of Zion, uh check out uh, the Lions of Israel, uh, the children of Israel. That these are also awesome, uh, uh, the the stream of wisdom. Uh, these are all camps that did participate in the, uh, and I'm not naming everybody, uh, but they did partic- participate in the, the uh, even Sakari was there. They did participate in the in the summit. and It, it, it was beautiful, uh, just to see everybody there. It really was beautiful. All right. So with that, brothers and sisters, uh, let me pull up my other music. I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. And with that, I'm going to say salam.
0: je